0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason. I am your host, and I am so grateful that you joined me today. This is the show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process, specifically for the recruiting process. If you don't know your technicals, this is where you're going to learn them, especially. So we've been talking about valuation, going through dozens of dozens of questions and here's a really good one. I really like this question because it really gets to the heart, I think, of what valuation is all about. It's figuring out the worth of something. And sometimes it's easier said than done, right? Sometimes you have situations where you don't have a standard you know, three to five years of EBITDA to go off of, and then you can compare with the precedent transactions and the multiples and pick the median, and then you know, discount using a weighted average cost of capital that is clearly... Marked out for you in the market because you have models that have been done like this before. Like sometimes you don't have all those things. You have to do it with what you have. You have to do things with the tools that you're given. And so the question for today how do you value a company with no revenue? How do you do it? How do you generally approach valuing a company with no revenue? And the answer is very, very carefully. <laughs> I mean, think about think about it in this lens. If your company doesn't have revenue, well, let me back up really quickly. Let's talk even more broadly about the life cycle of a business. Because every business has a life cycle, just like human beings have life cycles, just like products have life cycles, companies have life cycles too. And they go through this natural lifespan where there's a startup, right? They have this idea. They start with an idea. Then they start growing somehow. There's revenue at some point. And then at some point you turn profitable. Sometimes companies are profitable very early. Sometimes they're profitable very late, but eventually you see some level of profit. The profit levels grow. At some point, the business reaches a level of maturity where growth has slowed and things are still going well, but the business is much bigger and growth has slowed. Then you start trending down and the business declines into obsolescence. And the length of time for that entire life cycle varies wildly across businesses. Sometimes businesses basically stop before they even start. And then you have other long enduring franchises like the Colgate Palm Olives of the world that have been around since the 1800s or the you know, the, the Bank of Americas that have been around over 100 years and, you know, those kinds of businesses that are enduring franchises. So all this to say, at that point in the life cycle, when a business is just about to make revenue, but hasn't quite done it, hasn't quite done it, how do you value it? You can't really do it using traditional metrics, right? You can't use EV to EBITDA or something like that. You can't even use enterprise value to revenue because you don't have revenue. So how do you value the business? Think about an example for a moment. Back in 2004, going back in the pages of history, there was a business known as Facebook. Now the business still exists today as I'm recording this in 2023, but it has since been renamed Meta Platforms. And the business itself has changed significantly since 2004. But way back then, when Mark Zuckerberg was building his websites, because that's what it was, right? It was it was just one website. He was building this social network. But the thing is, the company didn't have any revenue. But we all know that Facebook was worth something, right? So how do you value it? We're going to dig into how we would think about this right now. So we go back to the basics, right? We talked about the three major valuation methodologies, discounted cash flow analysis, precedent transactions, and looking at comparable companies. Let's start with those last two, comparable companies and precedent transactions. If we had a business like Facebook in 2004, we could see what other businesses are selling for at the time. So maybe we could look at other social media businesses around that time that were trading hands. How much did the buyer pay? How much did the seller sell for? And we could look at comparable companies. Maybe there's publicly traded internet companies that maybe did have revenue but were you know in a similar growth phase and a similar trajectory and similar type of business that we could have some point of comparison so those are some things that we could look for another thing that we could look at is okay if the business doesn't have revenue what does it have what is valuable about this business and in the case of facebook they had users. They had tons and tons of users and it was growing like crazy back in those days. You could look at metrics other than revenue, such as daily active users or monthly active users. And I can tell you by from just myself looking at Meta Platform's annual reports with the SEC, those are metrics that they still track to this day because they're so critical for the business. The entire revenue model is really based off of advertising, and advertising is based off of their audience. And their audience can be measured through these metrics, like daily active users or monthly active users. So that's something that you can look at. Now, I do want to make a quick note here about DCFs. Be careful using a DCF if you have a company with no revenue, because... (laughs) You don't have a way to accurately project cash flows when the company isn't even making revenue yet, right? Now, this isn't to say that you couldn't use a discounted cash flow analysis at all, but don't use one that projects too far out into the future because there is a very high probability that you're gonna be wrong. And this makes sense intuitively, right? Because if a company isn't even making revenue yet and you're like, yeah, 20 years from now, this company is gonna be making X amount of dollars, whoa like what assumptions are you making? And so that's just something you, you should think about. Be careful with using a DCF in this kind of scenario. Now I know for certain types of businesses, like take a pharmaceutical business for example, the business model there is so unique where there's just, there's just tons and tons of costs, right? Like the research and development, research and development, prototyping, FDA clearance. Okay, we found the market, boom! There's this huge step function of revenue because now the pill has been made and you can sell that pill across the world for thousands and thousands of dollars. That's a very different type of modeling that's gonna go into that than your standard DCF. I personally don't know the intricacies of that because I am still super early in this process, but I can tell you just based on the economic characteristics that you're gonna have a different model there. So how do you value a company with no revenue? Well, you really just have to look at the information that you have. And try to base your assumptions on things that are providing real, tangible value. So if a business doesn't have revenue, what does it have? Obviously, it's got to have something of substance. Otherwise, we wouldn't even care about discussing it. In the case of Facebook, it's users, right? It's a user base. It's this network. I mean, how do you value this podcast, <laughs> right? I mean, it's been growing really well, thankfully, since I launched it a few weeks ago. And hopefully you are enjoying it and your friends who are also listening are enjoying it. But like, how do you value podcasts? podcast? I mean, I'm not selling you anything. You're listening to this for free, but there's some value there because I have an audience. It's growing uh, at a certain rate. At some point, maybe could monetize with advertisements and other other things So it just depends on the specific business and what is valuable for that particular business. But the short answer that you probably would wanna say is, well, look at comparable companies, look at precedent transactions, and try to look at metrics that relate to the business that demonstrate value, or at least the potential of monetizable value. So that's how you would value a company with no revenue. Uh, That's what I got for you today. This is Alex Mason with Investment Banking Insights. On the next episode, we're going to come back to this discussion of cash flow. We're going to talk about something called free cash flow. We'll define it. We'll talk about what it is. And then we'll talk about it in the context of valuation. So for that, tune in next time, and I'll see you there.